You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Welcome, everyone. This is Adam Coleman. And with me today, we have Kristen Brittingham, who is a divorce coach and founder of Divorce Recovery. Kristen, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Well, before we begin, maybe share with us a little bit about what a divorce coach does and what made you decide to go that route. Divorce coaching is something that a lot of people are not aware that it's available to them during their divorce process. It's something I didn't know. I went through my own divorce a couple of years ago and something I wish I would have known a little bit more about as well. I'm going to read something that the American Bar Association has recognized divorce coaching as. It defines divorce coaching as a flexible, goal-oriented process designed to support, motivate, and guide people going through divorce to help them make the best possible decisions for their future based on their particular interests, needs, and concerns. That's how the American Bar Association recognizes what I do. I am a CDC certified divorce coach, which is one of the only programs in the country that is an accredited program, which requires me to get CE every other year to maintain my credentials with them. Absolutely. I think a big misconception is I think people lump in divorce coaching with therapists. So maybe talk to us a little bit about the difference between what a divorce coach does and then what a couples counselor or a couple therapist does. Right. I think when you're going through divorce, it's a transition that someone never plans for. So a divorce coach is someone that helps with that time, that transition in your life. Therapist is more designed to support you through your trauma, your PTSD, your emotional things that you have past related, your family dynamics, all of that. Therapy is more about past and working through those things and helping you guide A coach is someone who is a present and helping you find and plan for where you want to go. And it's more about the timing of what you're going through. So there's many coaches out there. There's fitness coaches, there's life coaches, there's business coaches. This is very specific to the divorce process. And in meaning that it could be pre-divorce planning. Someone's like, I don't know what to do. Where do I start? It could be, I'm right in the middle of it, or it could be post, how do I start my life over again? And all of the things in between. So it's really specific about divorce. What are some of the typical things that you get into on the divorce coaching side that are different than the therapist side? I specialize working with women specifically, but I can work with men. I'm a woman who went through a 27-year marriage. And so my background, you could look up a little bit on divorcerecoverycoach.com is my website to find a little bit more about my story. But I was a stay-at-home mom. I was supporting my husband and his business, raising the kids. So when this happened, I was the petitioner, and but it's still not something you ever plan for. So when you're helping somebody with the divorce process, even if you're the one planning it, you need to figure out what are some of the things you're going to do financially? Like, how am I going to start over? I was a stay-at-home mom. How am I going to have confidence in making decisions when I was in the position I was always a support role? How can I confidently learn how to make those decisions? That's what I help 
my clients do is realize that they have to be empowered and they find that within them. And I do that through just loads and loads of questions and reminding them some of the, you know, things they have accomplished in their life that we forget when you're just someone's spouse or someone's mom, you forget what you did independently. So that's what we uncover in coaching. What sort of advice would you give for somebody going down that path that might need some divorce coaching help? I think it's important to look at a divorce coach as kind of part of your divorce team, because you might not know the different ways that you can go about getting divorced. And you can go into an attorney and start finding and asking loads of questions, but there's one consultation with an attorney and sometimes they charge for even those consultations. I give a free consult call. So when you start with a coach, we can talk about what are the different options you have. You have collaborative divorce, you have mediation, you have going through an attorney. So talking with a coach, my fees are way cheaper than an attorney. When you go into your attorney or your mediation or whatever, you go in prepared because we've discussed the questions that you have. We've gone through different obstacles that are in front of you and laid out some choices that you might have. So I think the main thing is just brainstorming with somebody that has been through it, someone that's been trained to help specifically on divorce. And also it's an objective point of view. A lot of times people are like, why do I need a coach? I can just call my mom. I can call my girlfriend. They're not always objective. You might actually get fueled up emotionally versus being able to make a sound decision because we help brainstorm and taking the emotion out of the process. You mentioned having that divorce team and why it can sometimes be helpful to reach out to other professionals before the attorney gets involved, just because obviously certain attorneys are very litigation focused. Obviously, if that's not the route that somebody wants to take, they can speak to you as a divorce coach, get a better feel for what path they want to take, and then you can maybe guide them down. All right, maybe collaborative is a better option. Maybe mediation is a better option. So what sort of team members do you tend to focus on and think are vital to that strong divorce team? I think the main thing is realizing that um, having the coach just being a part of it, and I definitely stay in my lane. I am not a financial person, but if they have a lot of financial questions, then I say, okay, let's write those down. You might want to talk to your financial planner. There's credentials out there for people. So there's a credential out there called Certified Divorce Financial Financial Analyst, CDFA. So I have a few people I know that are those. And if they're not in your local area, it's one of those things that can you can work with people over Zoom or different things across state lines if they know them. Um, but a CDFA, I would say, let's write those questions down, speak with your financial planner, or let's talk to another professional like yourself, your divorce lender, certified divorce lending professional. So another credential, there's also certifications for real estate because this is divorce is a very painful, very emotional process. So if you have a professional like yourself or like me or like a real estate or a mediator who this is their training they can have that empathy with the situation. They can learn to find a way to get someone, their assets divided amicably as much as possible and find the things that work with both the couples in the situation. 
Perfect. Yeah. I think the specialization is the key. I mean, obviously you could go to a life coach, like a generalist to handle everything. You could go to a general financial planner or just a regular mortgage banker, but yeah, there's certainly specialties that are required specific to the divorce side of things that a lot of people don't realize. So definitely get some specialists involved because the costs are no more than if you went through a generalist, but you get that specialized advice as part of the process as well. Yeah. I think so, knowledge is power for people. And if they can just put all that information down and gather it, especially in the pre-divorce stage, I think it's really important even before you hire your attorney, you have some ideas of what is going to happen or what your options are, depending on what state you're in and how the division of assets happen, you're going to have a picture of what that might look like before you even start the process. So that's why I talk to people, even in the pre-divorce planning, uh, where they're trying to figure out how am I going to be able to be okay? Right. And the more you can have all that conversations ahead of time before the attorney gets involved (laughs) and starts charging you their hourly fees, that are certainly the more expensive of everybody involved, then the better it's going to be, the smoother the process would be. Well, what do you see as the ideal sequence of who to talk to? Do you see maybe a therapist getting involved first and then transitioning into a coach and then kind of spreading out into the attorney, financial planner, my role, things like that? Or is there a different sequence that you would typically see? I think the main thing is it just kind of happens by happenstance half the time because you're so thrown into the emotions of it. If it could be ideal, I think a coach would be great first. But unfortunately, I don't think the knowledge is out there that we're even available. So I have spoken to many therapists and given my cards out. I've spoken to mediators and given my cards out. And that's what this is all about is educating people that we're available because we refer to all these different places because we're not the expert in finance. We're not the expert in mortgages. We're not the expert in legal, but the emotional side of it is so huge. And that's where you end up. If you make an emotional decision, you're ending up costing yourself so much money. So I wish I would have learned a little bit about that ahead of time with my own because I made some mistakes, but I am there to help people hopefully avoid some of those. So like I said, I wish I could tell you, get me first so I can help you. But unfortunately, they're thrown into it and they might go and hire that attorney right away. How I got into divorce coaching was my attorney actually told me I was handling my divorce really well. Um, Every time I got punched in the gut by something that would knock me down because I had a very strong ex-husband and he just said, you're handling it so well, we could really use your help in the office with some of my more emotional clients. And so I guess I was already thrown into the lion's den, but maintaining that emotion, like I'm not in charge of what I'm not in charge of. And that's what I help my clients through that process that you just have to let go and respond versus react to what's happening of what we can control. Right. Well, and attorneys are great at what they do, but most of them that I know will will be the first one to tell you that they're not handling the emotional side of things. That's not their expertise. That's not what they want to do. So having the emotional aspect, same with the financial aspect, they're not financial experts by any means. They handle the, the legal side perfectly. So you just have to have multiple people involved and the emotional side is unfortunately one of the one that's lacking in a lot of cases, just because people don't want to have that involved. Or like you said, they don't know that that's something that can be done. So So I think what you're doing, I appreciate big time what you're doing because it's helping to get the word out too, that a divorce coach is part of the team. 
and can absolutely really and a vital one. Yeah, and really. <laughs> it's one of the pillars, I would say. You got the emotional side, the financial side, and the legal side. So get a therapist, get a coach, get a CDFA, and the attorney, and then obviously right. if there's a house involved, get right. me involved. But certainly the emotional side is is key. So. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I thought was very interesting about yours is in addition to being a divorce coach, you're also a licensed insurance agent. And initially that kind of took me back just thinking, why are those related? But if you think about it for a second, you do realize that they go hand in hand with a lot of things. So maybe talk a little bit about where those two worlds combine for the divorce specific cases. Okay. It's been interesting to me because I really do think they overlap. And I started with my own divorce getting my life insurance license. That's where I started. And then my attorney made that comment to me. And that's when I started getting my education on becoming a certified divorce coach. So the life insurance license was already there. And then I got my certification. So now the two actually overlap because when you're going through a divorce, if you're the recipient of alimony or spousal support, and you have that ex-partner who's paying that to you, Family law code allows you to get a life insurance policy on that person because God forbid something happens, that's your future, that's your income, basically. So it's almost like a business partner that you get an insurance policy on. And with the family code, I'm not legal, that's not my lane, but with the family code, it's allowed and just talk to an attorney about that. But you could decide as a couple, as ex-spouses, whether the recipient is paying for the policy and is the owner of the policy. And then this ex-spouse who's paying is the insured, or you could split the cost of the policy or however that is, but it's up to that couple to figure that out. But it's definitely something that is important to consider once you're all the way done with your settlement. No, I mean, I think that's great advice. I mean, I think the insurance side is not considered very much. And I'll I'll run into situations where people are getting a very sizable alimony and that's what they're living off of. That's their number one and possibly only source of income (laughs) for three, four, you know, like you said, you've had clients up to 10 years of alimony before. And like you said, if something were to happen, you know, if that just shuts off, that completely derails your goals, short-term and long-term, everything changes if you don't have the alimony coming in. And I think a lot of people don't think about that. So it's it's an interesting combination of of skills there for sure. Well, and one thing that was interesting is one of the first things my ex wanted to do was change the beneficiary to his life insurance policy through the process. And you can't do that till the very end. But I was like, okay, well, then what happens? So I spoke with my attorney about that question. He goes, well, family code, you can get a life policy on him and that will be required. And because we went through our attorneys to do that, then he had to participate. You can't just go get a policy on somebody without their knowledge. And if I would have done that, he wouldn't have participated anyway. But because the family code allows it, he had to participate and sign the documents and get the policy. Right. So build that into the settlement agreement, make sure that's all negotiated in. ahead of time. And that's why it helps to get people like us involved ahead of time before the divorce is finalized, because we can make those suggestions or at least mention, hey, this is something you might want to consider. And it might not be something that you had thought of that really could cause some issues. I mean, not to be morbid or anything, but obviously suicide rates are like two to three times more in divorce cases. And I think it's something like 10 times more for men than women 
And a lot of times I'll see those situations where wife or mother, they're relying on alimony potentially. And if something right. were to happen, that's definitely going to change everything. Right. So. right. So. No, very helpful. No, I appreciate you, you mentioning more of that. So uh, I think that's definitely a good tip. But uh, before we finish up here, okay. any final thoughts or any other advice that you would give for people thinking about going down this path? I think the main thing is to slow down because you're thrown into the process, whether you've had it happen to you and your world is spinning. Divorce is a transition. I call it like the U-shaped transition. And a transition always starts with an end. That could be your kids are moving out and you're now an empty nester. That's an end. And that's an emotional process you're going to go through. So if you're the respondent, you're going to be way over here at the beginning because you haven't been doing all of the thought process at all. You're spinning, you're out of control. You don't know what to do. Find somebody that can help talk through those options. If you're petitioning, you've already gone through all this. You got to realize that your ex-spouse is way over here now. They're spinning. So what you have to understand through this divorce process is you've never planned for this. It's something that happens in life, but every one who has gone through it has gotten to the other side. The end will get there. You just, it's how you show up along the way. And I can help people show up as their best self through this process and hopefully shorten that transition of the emotional part. That's the main piece I want to talk. I mean, I have four kids. When this happened to our family, I wanted to show up my best self and show them how to get through difficult times. And that mattered to me. And when I can help other women do that, and say, okay, yeah, this is happening to you, but how do you want to be? I think that's the main reason I do what I do is just empowering families to be their best self through this very emotional, difficult process. You are in California, but to let everybody know that these types of positions it can work really across the country. It's very yeah. virtual. Yeah. It's very easy to get involved with. This doesn't have to be local. So maybe yeah. speak to that a little bit as well. The main thing is it's the emotional side. Do I know the legal of every state? I do not. But if I have a client in Massachusetts, I will research a little bit more about their code so I can try to advise a little bit. But once again, I stay in my lane and say, that's a great question. <clears throat> Write that down for your appointment with your mediator. Write that down with your appointment with your attorney. So I really do help in those aspects. So it's not a state focus, even though every state might have their different laws with family law. So I can work on Zoom with people. I do phone calls with people. Most people appreciate just doing a phone call appointment with me because yeah. that way they can be walking on the beach or walking their dog or whatever and having that time where they can talk to me without their husband, ex, who might be in the house, knowing that they're on a business call on Zoom. So right. most of my work is phone calls with people and it can be anywhere. Locally, I lived on the coast of California. I walk with clients on the beach. And so it's kind of nice. So if you are local, I do that as well. So <laughs> it's a nice perk. That's for sure. It is so, nice uh, perk, but it's not needed. <laughs> what's the best way for people to research more about you? You mentioned the website and I'll include that on the description as well. But if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? I think the best way is just going to my website because on there will be the links. And that is a divorcerecoverycoach.com. And it just has a lot of information about my backstory. So you'll understand whether I have the story to help in your situation. It was a 27-year marriage for me, but I can help those in all different facets. But you'll get more of my story, more of what my work is. 
And I offer a free consult call to everyone. It's a business arrangement we we figure out. I just want to be that partner to help hold somebody accountable along the way. So I call myself kind of the emotional support animal of the divorce process. So if you have that little puppy, that's me. <laughs> I show up. So anyway, just kind of a way for people to think of what a divorce coach kind of is. I think that's perfect. No, I think it's much needed in the world. So I appreciate what you do and certainly appreciate you sharing all the work that you can do for people. So this has been great. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate this today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.